0: Welcome everyone to another uh, Bolt from the Blue podcast, and uh, we don't have Colin tonight, but we've got in the house uh, Bernard. Bernard, how are you? How's it going?
1: I'm alright, mate. I'm just covering my ears while all the bangs are going on outside. I don't, I don't know what's happening. I'm not, not too sure. I didn't want to think it was November the 5th, was not it? really? But uh, I'm not too bad, mate, yeah. We've also got Ray. Ray, how are you doing?
2: I'm alright, I'm alright. You must be in a dogging zone, Bernard. <laughs> <Some> <laughs> <them banging> outside. <laughs>
1: you know, you know me very well, Ray. Obviously. <laughs> well, you, I've, heard, I've heard.
2: No, no, I can't say that book. Um, uh, something, something to do with the Ultringham. Um, anyway, um, hey, I'm all right. I'm all right. You know, we won a game of football. <laughs> hey, at last, we won a game of football. Uh, yeah, guys. Um, uh,
0: what we're going to do today is really just do, do um, three things, um, and we're we're going to talk about um, obviously the. Nice win against Bruges and uh, we'll contrast that um as we go along with the loss, the surprising loss against um uh, Crystal Palace. just it just um it seems to be that city either slap teams or they struggle at the moment um and then we'll we'll finish off by looking forward to the Derby. So um let's start off with uh, Bernard. Joe Cancelo ran this game against Bruges didn't, didn't he? It seemed it seemed like that from my point of view.
1: Well, amazing! Was it three assists he did in total? just, uh, I think he revelled in it. I think uh, Bruger obviously didn't cause too many problems uh, up our up the other end. So I think he, he revelled in Cancelo. Didn't have to do, do too much defending. He did, let's be honest about it. And he uh, he looked just like so he's like a midfielder, really, isn't he? Now he's not really a left back anymore. Is he he's a He's in a sort of attacking midfield and he sort of pulled the strings when, when obviously you expect other guys to do that. But uh, no, he had a great game. What did you think, Ray?
0: Um, what did you think about João uh, Cancelo? And also, if you could address this this thing that's um, that I, I think it was one of the Athletic journals said about uh, City that they um, they're a little bit unpredictable. They'll either struggle or they'll they'll beat you four or five.
2: All right. Uh, yeah. I mean, let's start with Cancelo. Joao Cancelo, look, he's, he's an up-and-down player. When he's on it, he's amazing. You know, uh, what he can create as a fullback back um, is, is incredible. I mean, I, I watched the highlights uh, earlier on uh, today uh, of jo- what Joao Cancelo did in the game. And the one thing that struck me is he's always looking to go forward. He's always looking to take his man or make a pass. And... He's generally, in, 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 from what I remember, he, he doesn't want to pass it backwards. He wants to pass it forwards or go forwards or, at worst, hit, it, hit a cross-field ball to maybe a Carl Walker. You know, it's just changing the angle of attack. And he, it's great. I mean, that's one thing I, I've, I've struggled with City a little bit is sometimes when we get the ball, we're going through and then we just slow it down. We slow it down to a walking pace, pass it around a little bit and give teams a chance to... Restructure, get back in, in the right positions. Um, whereas Concello, he's just looking to, to go forwards. You know, he doesn't mind having a shot. He's, his shooting has got better over the years. Um, he had a great shot. Um, great move with early on with Grealish where he hit the post. Uh, he was awesome. The three assists, you know, he could have had a, a goal or two. More assists. He's just awesome. He's one of the best attacking fullbacks in world football right now. Um what the Athletic was saying about City, a hit or miss. City are a hit-and-miss team. Uh, we're either smacking teams or we're not even creating chances. And I'll, I'll briefly mention that Palace game. That Palace game was the sixth time this season where we failed to score six times in 16 games. Mm-hmm. And it took us 61 games last season to fail to score six times. That's how bad it is. And I, don't, I still don't believe it's through lack of a striker. Because if we had a striker, would we still not have created in some games? So, but look, we're focusing on Bruges. We could, if we beat Bruges by eight, eight, eight goals to two. I don't think anybody would have complained. We, we were that dominant. We had enough chances um, to score two or three more.
0: Uh, Bernard, what do you
2: think is what
0: what what made the difference? Because I mean, they've got a good player up front in De Ketlery and uh, he. Um, he showed his class. Some people were saying that uh, Bruges and uh, or Brugge, uh, are qu- quite similar, really, in ability
1: uh, to uh, Crystal Palace. Um, what do you, what made the difference? I think I, what what struck me on the night was they weren't as physical as they were in that first game. They seemed to have lost that little bit of bite. Uh, whether it was because they in front of their own fans the first game, I'm not too sure. But they, they definitely sort of didn't. You know, they, they defended reasonably well after. I mean, let's face it, one-one at half time. It was a fair, a fair reflection of the game. They defended very, very well in that first half. Well, I right, think they got a lucky goal, uh, their goal. But uh, I think that was it. I think the physicality wasn't there, and obviously they, they were worn out in the end. At least there's plenty of movement for City on the night, wasn't there? Is a lot more movement than we've pr- perhaps seen recently from all our guys. You know, around the pitch, running the channels, running to spaces. And I think uh, by the time the second half kicked off, I think Blue just sort of. Give up a little bit, but uh, I certainly won't put them on a par with uh, Palace. To be honest with you, I think they're, they're a good team for the Belgian league. Uh, we know that, but uh, yeah, um, I would ca- class them perhaps as a very, very good Championship side who could win promotion but struggle in the Premier League. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I just I think they lack like that physicality a little bit, and I, that was a bit of a surprise to me. I thought I thought they'd be a little bit more physical on the night, and they weren't. Well, well um, what about
0: the lineup? Because we used uh, we 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 used stones. Um, was going to be uh, coming in. Although a, a lot of people thought it would be the resumption of the, the Diaz-Stone's uh, partnership, but he persisted with Laporte, and uh, that was a little bit of a surprise to me. I don't know about you.
2: Uh, yes and no. Yes and no. Laporte's going to miss the next three league games you know, for that red card against Palace. So um, why not rest Diaz for the game this weekend? You know you don't want Diaz to get injured. Um, if You don't know, want anybody to get injured, but if anybody was going to get injured, you'd rather it was Stones and Diaz. I'm not asking, as I said, for anybody to be injured, but you just want to be careful because you. you I think Pep will feel more confident having uh, Diaz and Aki as his uh, centre-backs than Stones and Aki. Um, so rest Diaz, why not? Because, uh, as I said, Laporte's missing the next three league games. So that, that was. Fa- I, don't, I don't have an issue with that. That's fair enough. Most of the rest of the side were were your first teamers, you know. The mm-hmm. only surprise, yeah, surprise for me was Gabriel Jesus started on the bench, and uh, Mahrez uh, was there. Uh, maybe a slight surprise that um, Grealish was playing on the left, but pretty much look, it, was, it was a eight or nine first team players, strong side.
0: It wasn't really a surprise that KDB and um, Raheem Sterling uh, Bernard were were not started and, and really I think it was um, De Bruyne only got about 20 minutes and uh, Sterling um, a bit more but um, it wasn't really a surprise that those two guys were um, were were not started and uh, also possibly I thought maybe the, the decision to play Laporte, uh, I can think of a reason for that because he did want, maybe um, Guardiola didn't want to be seen to be sort of punishing Laporte for having been sent off in the in the game against
1: Crystal Palace. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we know Pep's, Pep's got previous for making a stand when some players let him down and get sent off. So it did surprise me, actually, played. I, I thought he'd just keep... Uh, Diaz and Stones in, ready for for Saturday for, the, for obviously the next big game we've got, the next important game, if you like, that we've got. But So I was a little bit surprised by Laporte, but I think Ray just summed it up there. It's probably probably not a surprise in the end, but obviously we know what Pep's like. But as far as the other two guys you mentioned, KDB, I mean, we keep saying he needs to play, get time and, and play himself back to some sort of level. Uh, obviously he didn't, did he? He got 15 minutes, which for me, was either pathetic because I can't understand why giving 15 minutes at the end of a game and he may, may have picked up an injury. I don't see the point of that, to be honest with you. If you're not going to play him, just don't play him. Uh, but obviously, I was very surprised he didn't give him uh, a start in the game. And obviously, uh, I think he brought him on for the Belgian fans, probably. That's my idea, anyway, that he actually brought him on just so the, the Belgian guys could see him who'd made the trip to Manchester, <laughs> sort of thing. But obviously, that, that's not so. Is, is that sort of Pep's way of doing things? Probably not. But hey, there you go. It seemed a bit weird to me. Uh, yeah, and I wasn't surprised Sterling wasn't playing. To be honest, he, Pep, you know, I would not be surprised if Pep had played him. But obviously, actually, quite when he did come on, I think we will probably might talk about him briefly. But he looked, he looked a little bit better, a little bit sharper than normal. But uh, yeah, I mean, I got about six right of that team, so I'm not going to say too much. But uh, yeah, as you say, when, when you look at it, it's probably a fair reflection on the night of the sort of with a with a big game coming up as well. That, that was a, a team good enough to win, and it certainly did. Um, Ray, we scored four goals, obviously. Um, mm. Gabby
0: Jay's uh, one at the very death um, felt like a little bit of uh, icing on the cake. And uh, their manager was actually saying that the uh, the scoreline uh, flattered City. Uh, well, you would kind of expect that. But uh, was there was there one goal that you felt was a, a, a pick of the goals? Oof, um
1: John Stone, that was a pick. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit later. But, um... oh, okay, look, look. Um, Folden got a tap-in from the cross. Mari's had a tap-in with his header from the cross from Concello because all he had to do was really get his head on the ball. Uh, I think Sterling had a tap-in as well. Uh, only Gabriel Jesus had a, a little bit more work to do, let's say. The, um, I, I did like, I did really like the cross Sterling's goal Sterling worked well the whole bit of that because Sterling worked hard to win the ball um it's like uh, it just reminded me of Sean Gorton nicking the ball off Gary Neville on the touchline yeah. um when we beat them uh, in, in the derby the last was that the last main round derby it was as well yeah. yeah. three one. Yeah. Uh, he nicked the ball off him uh, and uh, Sterling did the same there and I think he tried to have, I think he tried to have a shot and it deflected ball went out uh, eventually to the left and Cancelo put the ball in right on Mares' response And in fact, Bernardo Silva was coming in behind uh, Mares. I mean, the cross deserved a, uh, um, a goal. Um, Br- I don't know where Bruges were. The defence had, had gone uh, AWOL. Um, and, you know, that, that put us ahead. That satisfied uh, the Algerian fans. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, um, it was uh, pretty much plain sailing after that. Instead of asking you the same question, maybe I could ask you this one: What were your, what we,
0: what was your pick of Cancelo's uh, trio of assists? Then
1: I think I think Ray mentioned it there. Was it the first one that I mean? He just I mean, there's literally three or four of our players waiting in a sort of diagonal line, and obviously it went right across to. Uh, Foden wasn't it? Who uh, in in the end? But uh, I think I think for all our goals, you have to have questions of I don't what who were the defenders marking. I mean, obviously their manager said they had a good game. I don't know what game he was watching or what he was on. I'm not too sure. But uh, yeah, I think I think they were all excellent balls. They're all into into that uh, that danger area where a striker perhaps would be. But fortunately, we had usually usually about two or three players lining up as well, which was quite unusual. But. Uh, all credit to Brugge. They give they give us lots of space. I mean, I, I don't I don't, know, I don't know what happened there, but uh, it sort of fell apart. I say the first one because it was it was quite tight up till then. Brugge had played really well, and that just sort of set the ball rolling.
0: Um, Ray, uh, did you get the feeling that after the loss against uh, Crystal Palace that um, that Guardiola had uh, obviously strongly impressed on the city forward line?
2: Get into the box. Get into the box. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I mean. As I said earlier, there are some games where we create very little. I think, uh, as Bernard said, Bruges aren't that great a side. Um, you know, maybe not. I wouldn't say a championship, but lower part of the Premier League at best. Um, but they're not. They're not a great side, and you know, therefore, us a, a bit of space, as as he said as well. They don't didn't have that physicality. There was no intensity in their play. There was, you know, they weren't give, putting us under enough pressure. Um, and, they were, you know, I mean, I saw. Uh, remember Edison making some long kicks. And it's like, uh, in the second half especially, and it's like, Bruges, haven't you been watching what City have been doing over the last few years? You know, um, and they, they were looking to escape a, a couple of times. So I was honestly disappointed. I was surprised that they didn't, you know, the blueprint was there from, from Palace. You've got to work really, really hard. Put us under pressure. Kick us a little bit if you have to. Um, and do whatever uh, you you can uh, cheat if you need to, to to win the game or to have a chance and you know, I think that was disappointing from from their point of view but as I said earlier we could have won by eight goals you know we hit that post we had um, numerous other really decent chances and end of the day we we played Bruges twice a team that beat Leipzig a team that got a point off PSG we beat them by nine goals to two so uh, I, I don't know what it is you know uh, in, in Europe we've Generally, look better apart from that. Even that PSG game, I I, I, I still say we lost two 0 but I was very happy with the performance overall. We created a lot, we just didn't finish. So we you know we had the control in that game, we just didn't uh, uh, you know score any goals. <laughs> Unfortunately, we didn't take our chances. Uh, so in Europe, I don't know what it is. You know, it just um, teams are not putting the pressure on us as much. They're, they're a little bit more open, um, which is weird because you'd think it's the other way around. Because normally in the Premier League, we, we we're thrashing teams. And we're struggling to score too many goals in Europe. Uh, And it's the other way around this season.
0: Bernard, um, what would you say to the suggestion made by a very learned Twitter citizen called uh, Bolt from the Blue that perhaps uh, (laughs) Gundogan has the X factor. uh, And that is something that um, helped make the difference uh, if we compare these two games. Obviously, KDB is is out of form and uh, Gundogan is in form, I suppose. What would you say to that?
1: Well, I don't think that guy knows what he's—what knows what he's talking about, mate. To be <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who he is. This bloke, this bolt from the blue guy, but. Uh... I'll tell you what, I didn't think Gundo was that great, to be honest with you. I don't think he has been that great. I think he's still tra- like like KDB struggle. I think Gundo is as well. He was okay, but I wouldn't say it was anything spectacular. Uh, if anything, it was uh, obviously your Fodans and your your uh, Cancellos who were making the difference. Uh, I was I was a wee bit disappointed with uh, Gundo, to be honest with you, the other night, and I wasn't impressed with the game before either. So, yeah, I think as Mr. Bolt from the Blue. I, I think I'll have a pint of whatever he's on as well, mate, if you can get that for me. <laughs>
0: okay, um, Ray, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Jack Grealish. There's a continuing, um, you know, sort of uh, discussion about um, uh, about what he brings to the team, although he was stoutly defended uh, by uh, Sam Lee, because Sam Lee made the point that um, this is Sam Lee of the, of the Athletic, Um he, he challenged uh, people and said, name me a City winger that was good in his first uh, season under Pep, which is kind of true. Um, did uh, Grealish do anything to make you suggest that he's um, uh, progressing um, any faster than any of those previous wingers that City have employed under Guardiola?
2: Phil Foden. That's the answer to Sam Lee's question. Phil Foden yeah. on the left. Uh, that's yeah. it. You know, um, no denying. Sorry, I, I missed the rest but of the he, he, well, he, he was talking about the
0: first season under Guardiola,
2: and, and Philip Foden did that. Foden was put out on the left, Foden's uh, amazing. You know, for me, he, he's the best. So, um, oh, OK, I'll talk about Jack Grealish. For me, um, I, I, I I was oh, look, I want him to succeed. Um, I really, really do. The issue I have, he slows the game down when it should be speeding it up. He struggled against, uh, was it a fella called Matter? Who uh, kept showing him the outside, you know, Grealish didn't have the pace to go down the outside and beat this guy. He was always trying to cut inside. That narrows the pitch. You know, Grealish has not got that ability to go past him on the outside. Um, you know, and, and it, it, sometimes it's tough when you got slow Grealish on one side or slow Mares on the other. Um, you know, having wingers with pace. Do you remember the days when we had Leroy Sane down the left, Sterling down the right? It was it was amazing and, and teams couldn't cope with the, with the pace. Now it's a bit easier. That's one issue. He's, he's not creating <laughs> a, 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 that much, I don't think. Um, I think he holds on to the ball a little bit too long. I saw that early on. That's all right at Villa, but it's not what City want. When someone's gone past him uh, and, and, and should ha- uh, have the ball, he's not He's not releasing it in time. He's holding on to it just a little bit too long and the opportunity's gone. Having said that, he did a great pass for um, Concello. Uh, very timely password when uh you know, can tell a chip to keep any hit the post. Um but so that that's the issue for me and and and, and I'm just thinking Pep is he shouldn't be looking at the price. I mean we spent hundred million quid on Grealish and it feels sometimes it feels like because we spent that much money we have to play him. So we're playing him on the left instead of ford Foden's miles better. There's no question about it. Foden is miles better. Um he has more guile, he'll he'll he can switch inside and outside. Um, he's got more pace than Grealish. Uh, I think he's better sh- uh, with shooting than, than Grealish. So I'm I'm trying to work out what Grealish is is going to bring to the side because for me, Fordham's number one out um, uh, um, on the left wing. People are talking about maybe putting Grealish in the middle with Bernardo Silva to see what that does. You you worry a little bit about his work rate and about how much he might lose the ball. Fordham wasn't there in. in you know, certainly, last season, I think Pep said he wouldn't. He, you know, Fordan naturally would end up as a, as a, and as an attacking midfielder, but not yet because he's not sure how much he can protect that ball. So I'm just worried now for Jack Grealish. I think he'll keep getting played, and I think that's a detriment to the side. It's the same way when Pep picked Raheem Sterling for the left wing berth in the Champions League final when he should not have been anywhere near the team first to eleven, and it should have been Fordham out there. Are you are you unbalanced the side? And you you know playing forward and down the middle, um, no, nah, it's not right. You know if if Grealish can't get that left hand bird spot, you know uh, on merit, then put him on the bench. Simple yeah, as that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care how much someone's uh, how much someone costs. And if you want to see someone playing well on the left, you um, go and watch uh, the EDS side doing the twenty threes in their loss to. Uh, Bruce Academy, uh, Academy in the UEFA Youth League, and see uh, young McAtee See what he was doing. He was doing bits. So you know, I, I, I like Jack Grealish. I really do. City, City's marketing are pushing Jack Grealish um, uh, <laughs> very, very heavily. But if you're not good enough, and I'm not saying he's not ever going to be good enough right now. He's—he's he's not for me. He's—you know—he he's, doesn't deserve to be starting games.
0: Well, possibly there are other reasons for his signing as well. Um, it has been suggested that he was a, a a diversity hire in order to attract more young ladies to the stadium. Who, who right. knows?
2: No, no, you don't spend 100, no, you don't spend. I mean, you don't spend hundred million. What, what, I mean, Mike, are they going to uh, you know hire you for something to attract uh, you know middle aged women? Um, <laughs> That's, you know?
0: that, that, was it, that was actually a joke back there, Ray But anyway,
2: listen <laughs> it,
1: it, it, it was one one the
2: the, They'll sign Burner to bring in the uh, Blue Rinse Brigade
1: the uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, and
2: they'll sign Mike, Mike to bring in the Menopausal Women uh-huh.
1: <laughs> And, and
0: well, what, what does Ray bring to the table then?
2: <laughs> Cats and dogs I, I
0: know what you bring to the table, mate You bring... Um, Come,
2: come
0: yeah. <laughs> Actually he brings us thousands of um Algerians who listen to the pod so that they can get angry. <laughs> so <that> they angry <laughs> every time Reg was on about Mares. But anyway, guys, um the reason why it was one one at halftime is because um Philip Foden's goal was um was cancelled out by this um comedy of errors with uh, with uh, John Stones, with a, an own goal equaliser two minutes later, which Bernard is going to tell us about.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, Edison's getting a bit of stick on this one, is At the game on on Wednesday, I thought it was quite, quite a good <laughs> save, actually. I thought it was all right. Uh, but having watched it back, and obviously, you know me, I'm part of the Keepers Union anyway, I... I do think he made a, a big meal of it, to be honest with you. I know the guy wasn't that far away from him, but to me, Edison does usually catch he's not He's not one of these palming out keepers. Uh, he's not one of these uh, you're, uh, you know, foreign keepers who likes to just punch everything and palm it out. He's usually quite good at collecting it and holding on to it. He did, a, he did a couple on the night. And uh, obviously he was. A, I, I thought, yeah, he could have done a little bit better. He could have put it out for a corner at the very least. But obviously it was a, it was a great photo. It was a great photo, wasn't it? I mean, I mean that's the sort of thing you, you like on your on your wall. A fantastic looking dive as a goalkeeper but uh, yeah we never sort of uh, unfortunately there's one of their guys on the left hand side weren't there and obviously he just literally just hit it into that six yard box and poor John Stones he didn't have a chance because little Bernardo was back there I don't know what he was doing back there getting in the way but he sort of towed it onto uh, Aaron Stones just uh, nearly knocked him out I think when it went on it's way into goal but it was a bit of a comedy of errors but uh, yeah I think Edison needs needs to just look at himself about that one I I think he could have done a bit better I've seen people defending him but as I say I, I always will defend Edison, I, I, you know, me keepers union. But uh, yeah, I think well, it, if he'd done better in the first place, he wouldn't have happened. But hey, John Stones, is it, so what? It doesn't matter. Does he? He was fantastic again on the night, and uh, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure, he'll get over it. Yeah, one, well, one. It was obviously we've already talked about the fact that um, City
0: scored three in the uh, in, in the uh, second uh, half, a uh, total uh, scoreline of four one, which was not. Bruges manager suggested any kind of uh, flattery score flattering of the score line at all but uh guys before we go on to what um everyone is gonna you know subscribe to this pod to hear us talk about which is uh what's going to happen against united are there any thing other things ray that we we need to discuss about this game
2: no no, no not this game i think that, that's we, we discussed that. i think we should briefly talk obviously about the palace game and then briefly about united as well
0: okay well then i'll, I'll go with uh, your suggestion ray uh, talk to me about the Palace game. What do you want to say about that? Crap.
2: <laughs> I tell you what, I, I, I was one of the lucky ones. I was one of the lucky ones because I was uh, driving back from, from Paris to Manchester and uh, I, I could only listen to this a bit on the radio rather than, than watch it. And didn't score in the game. It didn't look like really scoring. I got some notes. Wa- I did watch some of the game. Uh, Laporte, you know, what can I say? Uh, go back to Jason Stones. They did the business last season, and I don't think Stones should have been uh, cast aside just because Laporte Le- came in and we didn't concede uh, too many goals. Our defense was very, very strong. It's one of our pillars, um, you know, early part of the season, and, and now con- conceding a couple of goals. Um, I-, I said it before last season. I-, I said when KDB was out injured, he wasn't in our best team. He wasn't. Uh, he didn't increase some of the parts. He actually, a wonderful player and everything else, but he, for me, he wasn't in our best team last season. Mm-hmm. Our attacking midfielders were, best, were Bernard and Gundogan. They were doing the business, uh, and I didn't get KDB there. And, you know, he's off form. He'll, he'll have moments of magic, and I want consistency, not just two or three wonderful moments where he might nick a goal, get an assist, or do a couple of good passes. You need a player of his class, his age, 30 years old now, he needs to be running games. He needs to be consistently at a high level uh, and putting in the numbers. Um, and you know, I, I, other thing I will say, I mean, you, we'll talk about social media. You got a lot of happy clappers or people saying, "Oh, look, we were further back last season and we came uh, through to win by was it twelve points or something in the league comfortably." But you got to look at last season and say, "Yeah, we put on a fantastic run of twenty-two wins on the bounce, I think in, in various competitions. Chelsea had Lampard, and they struggled because of that. Since Tuch- Tuch- uh, Thomas Tuchel has been there, they've got by far the most clean sheets. By far the most clean sheets. Um, Liverpool have got most of their players back. They're firing uh, on, on more on more cylinders now. Last season, United had Oli o- 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 and Solskjaer, so th- they weren't going to win anything. So we were lucky as well. We did all right. Yeah, we could. We should have got a little over ninety points. But I don't think Chelsea are going to give up too many points this season. So even though we're only, only five points behind, it's, a, it's, it's a, a little bit of a concern right now. And as I said, on our day, watch the games against Bruges, watch the games against the game against Chelsea. We're the best team in the world. Best team in the world. But, um, you know, games like that, Palace did what they had to do. Um, they, you know, they're a resolute team, um, physical, as, as Bernard has said. Laporte got himself sent off. Crazy defending. It really was. I can't say poor. It was pathetic defending because because he made a mistake for the goal. That's in his head, and he tried to nick the ball when he from from Zaha when he was behind him. Well, mate, you got to you know. You can argue whether it was a red card or not. Was he, he was the last man? But did Zaha have control? How far was he away from the goal? Could somebody else have um, uh, you know intervened? You can argue that as long as you want, but there's no way that Laporte was winning that ball from Zaha. No way. And it's a clumsy foul. And uh, look, uh, you know, part of me says it serves him right that he's going to be missing for three games. I sincerely hope John Stones steps in, steps up and nails that centre-back berth because Laporte, um, you know, I don't, I don't buy this that he's one of the best centre-backs in the world because he makes too many mistakes. You know, City fans uh, had him on a par with Virgil van Dijk or better than him behave, you know, for whatever reason in it, some of its personality, he couldn't make the French World Cup squad he couldn't, you know, he couldn't make the, their top four centre-backs, there's a reason for that, and it, some of its personality whatever, but but maybe people see the mistakes he's made in big games and just think, we don't want that he's not good enough for us, he's not reliable enough, and uh, you know that, that tackle summed it up for me, it was a really desperate attempt to get a ball that he had no chance of winning
0: yeah, and another thing I suppose is that when you play Laporte, and this may, may be a subtle thing, and maybe there's nothing in this, but when you play Laporte, you force Diaz to be the right-sided of the defensive pair. And um, a lot of people say that um, there's not much difference between uh, which side you're on in the defensive pairing, but Diaz is uh, has proved to be very, very commanding um, when he is the uh, basically in Laporte's position.
2: With someone else, going, John Stone's next to him on the right, so yeah, they both work really well together. All right, well, uh, let's uh draw the line on talking
0: about uh those two games and uh, look forward to the next game, which is against uh Ronaldo FC, uh, Manchester United. And uh, let's go to Bernard. Bernard, uh, as far as you're concerned, uh, um, what uh what sort of uh, lineup would you go with? Not in terms of naming every single one, but um, what uh, sort of uh, changes would you make from, let's say, from uh, the, the starting lineup against uh, Bruges uh, going forward to the game against United?
1: Well, I've, got, I've actually got my 11 I put down when I did a blog three or four days ago uh, for the United. So yeah, I've done, if you, I've you've got, got the money, then I've just exactly money. I might have flip-flopped a couple of times since, but uh, this is what I went with initially. I believe Walker could be out, couldn't you? There's no guarantee that... Uh, he a on the foot, yeah. So I'm a bit worried about that. But I went with this anyway, and obviously the, the, the real problem with this was uh, I had Edison, Walker, Diaz, Stones and Cancelo, and that's written in stone, I think. I don't think there's any doubt whatsoever that that's your back line, is it really? Let's be honest about it. Um especially with Laporte being out. I mean, Stones has got a partner. Diaz, there's no doubt about it. Aki's not going to come in, is he? And then, obviously, Rodri's sat in front. We're not, see, we're not going to see Fern. He's going to be a very bit-part player this season, of course. He is. And then, interesting enough, I've, I've just stuck Gundogan and Bernardo in the middle and Grealish, Foden and KDB up front. But I'm thinking if Gundogan doesn't play, he could stick KDB in. And we could get Jesus or Sterling, depending on what, you know, with what happened the other night. And, obviously, that sort of changed my mind a little bit. But, uh you know, that, that that's good enough to win this one against what I think is not a bad United team on paper. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what you guys think of that. But uh, that's what I came up with. And I say a couple of little changes in my mind, but uh, that's what I was thinking uh, two or three
2: days ago. Ray, what would you, what would you say? I, um, I think the back six pick themselves. Edison, I expect Walker to play. If, if Walker's unfit, um, I'd be extremely unhappy because he was injured after 40 minutes against Bruges. Um, he, sensible to let him stay on until half time and assess him if he's injured you take him off you put Cancelo on the right which is what we did uh, on, in the 80th minute when Walker did come off <laughs> Cancelo on the right Sinchenko on the left easy peasy um, so we played Walker in that second half we scored our third goal after 72 minutes when Sterling scored we continue to play Walker for another eight minutes so as far as I'm concerned if you're playing him that long he's fit you don't play him if he's not fit so if, if they now turn around and say he's not fit, I think that's pathetic. It really is from whoever's made the decision to keep Walker out there uh, and, poss- and and you know have him injured for the Derby because he's he's, uh, he's crucial. He's crucial. His pace is uh, so important for us. So I'd have Walker playing. I'd have uh, obviously Stones, Diaz, um, Concello. and I'd have Rod um, Roderick, Bernardo's a must. I'd probably have Gundogan with him. Uh, I mean, that second attack midfield slot is up for grabs, I think. But I'd probably go with Gunduan On the left, I've got to have Phil Foden. Jack Grealish doesn't get sniffed for me. You play your strongest side. You know, we, we've got international break now. We've got the derby. Big, big game. We can't afford to lose this game. We can't afford to draw it. I don't want to drop further behind Chelsea. So it um, um, has to be Phil Foden on the, on the left. On the right, either Gabriel... I, I prefer Gabriel Jesus. I don't think he's done anything wrong this season. Gabriel Jesus or Raheem Sterling. You know, people might be surprised because I've, um, you know, had a go at him for the last two seasons. But you know, he's got the pace on the right. We saw against Bruges, he did he did uh, pretty well. His his final decision making still worries me, but he's getting into good positions and he's, he's he's he can utilize his pace on the left. Sorry, on the right, much better than on, on the left. Um, and then in the middle, if if Jesus is on the right. I'd have KDB in the middle. If yeah. Sterling's on the right, I'd have Jesus in the middle. So I, I don't see why KDB has to be an automatic starter or Gundogan because none of them have hit the heights. I think Pep said last week that Gundogan might take it might take a few months for them to get over their injuries and be A1 again, which is a concern. Um, but yeah, I think most of the players pick themselves. The only issue for me, as I said, is that second attacking midfielder slot and who plays uh, on the right and who plays up front.
1: Can I just chip in, Mike? Just an interesting stat on there, Sterling. You, know, you might know this, you might not know this, that uh, he's faced United uh, more than any other opponent in his career, obviously with Liverpool and City, 23 oh, times. 23 times, never scored. Uh, he's played 1,662 minutes, having 38 shots with 15 on target and never never scored a goal. There you go. Well, that's got to be a stat. He's got to break if he gets a game, surely. Oh. <laughs> yeah uh, he continues well Bernard what, Bernard what I was
0: going to ask you is um we had Bernardo Silva um make the the comment that um we do better um against um Stretford on their on their ground rather than at home um, so how do you see this going I mean there are there there are kind of a a mystery a conundrum at United because you saw what Liverpool did to them but then they've got that sort of it, it seems like you know um, that the, the the kind of like the the cliche of the of the, of the boxing champion who's got um who's got a devastating dig maybe a, a sort of like a Deontay Wilder but you saw what Tyson Fury did to him um so they've got that thing where you know he can score if if they can if they can get the ball to him and he can also score late so um how do you, how do you see this game going?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, again, just another stat before we carry on. Ronaldo scored three times in five Manchester so That's not bad. It's not a bad return, but uh, we're not going. To, we wouldn't be surprised tomorrow, guys. We'll be Ronaldo's going to get at least. Uh, hopefully, it'll be a consolation goal that he's going to pop up with a goal. I mean, it's written in the stars, and it usually happens. This sort of thing, of course, it does. But yeah, I've just been on a pot uh, a thing before this with three United fans, all oh, oh, mainly positive. Uh, obviously, when it came to the score predictions, uh, you know, one of them did put a city win. But they are they are quite confident. But we know it, don't we? We know they've got the players there to you know, despite Ollie he can win these games. I don't think Oli's got a good record against us, against Pep, hasn't he? Let's be honest about it. But I think sometimes they nick it or win it in spite of Oli. I don't think they win it because of Ollie. I think they just nick it because of who's on the pitch. And yeah, I'll be a bit worried. The only thing that really frightens me to death, I think we've got a good enough team there. But as I say, if there is any doubt about Walker, I mean, we need his pace at the back against United because you know what they're like. We know about you know what, what they can do to us. But I know, mean, I'm confident. But an early goal will settle the nerves, and I think uh, I was I was thinking that against Crystal Palace. But unfortunately, the early goal went their way, didn't it? But uh, yeah, they are they're an interesting team, aren't they? On paper, some good some good names. They're not all firing, obviously. The obviously I don't watch United much, but listening to these guys on that uh, podcast thing. Uh, it was sort of uh, a lot of their players a little bit out of form as well, and they were a bit bit down on it. But uh, I said the difference for me would be Ronaldo if he, if he pops up, but hopefully it'll be a consolation. But uh, yeah, I think I think that's not. I think on paper it's an interesting team. But as you said, I, I think you see, if, we, if we play like we did against Chelsea and, and Liverpool, we'll absolutely slaughter them. But, uh, but there's no guarantees of that just at the moment, is there?
0: Well, to finish off the pod, we're going to hear from Ray and uh, what's going to happen now is Ray is going to give us a monologue about his thoughts for, for the game against Manchester United and that'll do us
2: for this podcast. OK, Ray, take it away. It's like most games against most opponents. We could absolutely pulverise them or they could do a, a number on us. The concern for me is is you know, even listening to Pep, Pep says, oh, it's just like any other day blah, blah, blah and I'm not worried. I, you know, in his press conference today, I was, come on, man. <laughs> this is, it's not like any other game it's not like a normal game this you know as City fans we want to win this game we, we've we lost far too many Pep's lost far too many games against Ole Gunn and Char, you know um, but we've seen again like that League Cup game a couple of seasons back at half time 3-0 up absolutely demolished them you know we they were like school children playing against us uh, and then we just give up in a Second half and give up in, in the other games against them that season. We lost the uh, three games to them that season. So you know Liverpool spanked them five nil. We should be spanking them off the park, and we should be the reason you know the final uh, nail in Solskjaer's coffin, uh, and he gets the boots uh, from United. But yeah, yeah,
1: you know yeah,
2: yeah. you've got this sneaker suspicion that they'll they'll do us, um, <laughs> yeah. and a uh, lot. We can't afford to lose. We can't afford to draw. We've got to be winning games. So stay in contention with Chelsea, stay in contention with Liverpool. The winner of the league this season, I'm convinced, is going to get well over 90 points. So, oh, you know, for us to be up there, we're going to have to win games. We played, what, 11 games? And, you know, we've got 20 points or whatever it is. Or 10 games, 20 points. We have to be winning more games. Simple as that. And we've got to beat United. So we've got to go out there. But the thing is, even two goals isn't enough. You know, two goal lead, I've been... Two games stick in my mind. The Community Shield from many years ago were 2-0 up at halftime. lost 3-2. And that game to, to clinch the title in the 2018 season, Centurion season, where we well, were 2-0 up at halftime. could have been 4 or 5-0 up. We were awesome. They were nowhere, you know. And, and then we end up losing the game 3-2. Um, so, uh, look, Derby's a game like no other. You know, there's only two games I worry about all season, uh, one is against Liverpool, because Liverpool are a very, very good side. Uh, not so much about Chelsea. And United, because you know we're unpredictable and they're unpredictable in, in this big game. So, um, obviously, as City fans, we want us to go out there, get some goals, put on a performance, put on a display, put in the effort. And I think if we put in the effort, um, then our skill and our quality, our superior quality will shine through uh, quite comfortably.
0: Well, guys, uh, on a personal uh, uh, note, I'm quite confident about this because of the fact that apparently we're told that Raphael Varane is not going to be fit for Atomal. this game, Atomal. Um, Atomal. Atomal. and so that means that we've got, we've got that pairing of probably Lindelof and uh, McGuire, uh, and that's as tasty to me and should be to the City uh, team as their midfield partnership of uh, Fred and McTominay. So, um, you've got um, you've got that kind of midfield. Uh, Probably. And you've got that defensive pairing. So we we should really be ending this this hoodoo that uh, Solskjaer uh, has over uh, Guardiola, certainly in the games uh, at at, uh, our ground, but um, occasionally at theirs as well. So, guys, we will be back with you um, after that game. Um, I did talk about Varane and the fact that he was, he, his absence will handicap them. We've been handicapped tonight because we haven't had Colin Savage, but I can guarantee you. Um, if we, we win, will...
2: he'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> if
0: we win, he'll be back. Uh, and that's, uh, that's where we'll leave it. And so we'll uh, just finish off by um, um, thanking the, the the two guys who have uh, joined me on this poll. And uh, we've got
1: uh, Bernard Denine. Bernard, thank you very much for coming on. No problem, mate. Let's hope the best team wins as long as it's us tomorrow. That's all that matters. And thank you, Bray. Oh,
2: well, cheers, guys. Uh, yep, yeah, I agree with Bernard. Uh, get the three points, give United a stuffing and go into international <laughs> break. i uh, feel we'll... very, very happy.
0: <laughs> we'll leave it there, guys, and uh, we'll finish off in the normal way. Have one on us. And up the blues.